the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee you that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that I hope is being a blessing to you. It's called Walking Through Your Open Door. Saints of God, I've got good news. God has opened doors of opportunity for you and me. Doors of opportunity that are open like only He can do for you and me. The book of Revelation tells us how God opens the doors that He opens. It says, any door God opens, no man can shut. And any door that God shuts, no man can open. Saints, that's powerful. But even though God opened doors no man can shut, the doors he opens can go unentered by us. We can choose, for whatever reason, to not walk through the doors that God opened for me and you, and thereby miss out on all the wonderful things that the open door that God opened has in store for me and you. In fact, that's what Satan wants so much for us to do. That is, choose, for whatever reason, to not walk through the doors that God opens for me and you, and miss out on all that God has in store for me and you. That's why it's so important for us to learn to walk through the doors that God opens for us so that we can receive and achieve everything that God has in store for us. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Walking Through Your Open Door. But before I do, I got a question I ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Amen, amen, amen. How y'all doing today? So am I. Same Lord, same faith, same results. Blessed be the name of the Lord. If you got your Bible with you, I invite you to turn to Revelations chapter 3. We'll start reading in verse 6. Of course, you should have an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say to you today, and I guarantee you're going to be blessed. Revelation chapter 3, verse 6 says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David. He that openeth and no man shutteth and shutteth and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength and thou hast kept my word and thou hast not denied my name. Of course, that's speaking right there of us. We are the church that God is talking to. Of course, he wrote it to the church in Philadelphia in specific, but at the same time, it's included in the scripture so that we can read it because we are the church universal. We are the church San Antonio. We are the mighty word of faith in here in San Antonio. And we're the church that the Lord is speaking to, and he wants you to hear what it is that he's saying to you. He says, I know thy works, and I've set before thee an open door. He said, why? Because I, I know that thou hast a little strength. Of course, we've already learned in relationship to don't be focused on that concept little because of the fact that regardless of how much strength you have, all you need to do is have faith in God, and God can be able to get you through. A little strength is plenty in the kingdom of God, because even if you have a little faith, you can walk water with a little faith. 
You can be able to plant your faith and be able to cause uh, 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 awesome things to be able to manifest because if you got uh, uh, faith as a grain of mustard seed, then you can still cause mountains to be able to move. So don't be moved by the concept of little. The fact that you have strength is all that it is that God is focusing on. Thou hast a little strength and hast kept my word. We are people who have kept his word. We have not let go of his word. We believed what he said, regardless of what it is that we're looking at, whether it's live or dead. We know that God's word is true, and we know that God's going to do what he said he's going to do. So we've kept his word. While everybody else is abandoning his word, we've kept his word. While everybody else is looking at circumstances and situations and thinking that they'll never get a chance to walk in God's graces, we've kept his word. We're holding fast. We're not letting go. We know like we know like we know that God's going to do what he said he's going to do. Are not we a people that have kept his word? Oh, yes, we are. We have kept his word and we've not denied his name. We know the name of the Lord is a strong tower into which we've already run. We already know that the the name of the Lord is above every name that's named in heaven and in earth. That name which causes every demon to tremble and us to resemble the God that created us in his image and likeness. We've held fast to his name and we're not letting that name go. We know that his name is a provider. We know that his name is peace. We know that his name is joy. We know that his name is love. We know that his name is Jesus and he's our salvation. He is a glory and a lifter of our head. And we will not let that name go just like we will not let his word go. And regardless of how much strength we got, we got enough strength to hold fast to what it is that God has said. And because of that, God has said, behold, check this out. Don't miss this. Gaze intently upon the fact that I've opened for you a door that no man can close. God, this is going to be good news to you today. Because the door that he wants you to know about today that he's opened up for you is a door for your family and, and your friends. A door for your family and your friend. Because some of you have held fast to the name of the Lord in relationship to your family and your friends. Some of you have held fast to the name of the Lord and the word of God in relationship to that. And although you might just have a little strength left, God says, I want you to hold fast one more time because I'm going to come through for you at this time. Behold, I've opened unto you a door. And not only have I opened a door for you, but I've opened a door for your family to be able to walk through. This is a time for an open door for restoration and rest and of, of relationships in families. Dysfunctional families are going to become functional. Scattered families are going to become unified. Strong families are going to become stronger and good families going to get gooder. Glory to God. I know my English is bad, but my preaching is real good. There's an open door for restoration of relationships and friendships. Oh, yeah. Y'all didn't say amen strong as that one. Amen. Some of y'all thought I got rid of them (laughs) once and for all. But I got a word for you. Dysfunctional friendships are about to become functional. And I knew they weren't going to amen strong on this one. I'll just read through the list. Praise God. Broken friendships shall become fixed. Scattered friendships shall become unified. Strong friendships shall become stronger. And good friendships shall become gooder. Blessed be the name of the Lord, because both family and friends are in God's mind as an awesome opportunity for you to be able to enjoy and awesome opportunities for him to be able to do what he wants to do in the midst of your life. See, God loves family and God loves friends. You might not be able to can't can't stand your family and your friends, but God loves family and God loves friends. See, I'll stay in faith with me while I get this message out. Blessed be his name. God created family. And God created friendships. God is our family. Oh, yes, he is. God's our father. 
God's our brother as quiet as it's kept and it's kept real quiet because Jesus Christ is our elder brother and Jesus Christ is God. Did not he say in John 1, 1 that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and that word, that word was God. And so since he's God, then God's both our brother as well as our father. God's our everything. And God's also our friend. Oh, yes, he is. He said, I no longer call you just servants, but I call you friends. And he says, because friends are ones that he will share all of his mind with, that he will tell everything that it is that he's doing. Well, bless God. Well, if God is our father and God is our friend and God is our brother, demonstrating both family and friendship operates in God, then that means then that God wants to extend into your life family and friends on this earth also that will be just as much of a blessing to you as he is to you. Because through them, he'll have opportunity to bless you the way he desires to be, you to be blessed. Through them, you'll have opportunity to walk into the fullness of the things he has in store for you, just like he wants you to walk into the fullness of the things he has in store for you. I'm telling you today that there's an open door for your family, and there's an open door for your friend, and that God is restoring friendships and families in the name of Jesus. Worship team was out there shouting and singing and stuff like that, talking about restoration is coming to you. And of course, many times when we think of restoration, we're thinking about money. Come on up in here. We're thinking about all the things that the devil has stolen in relationship to possessions and things. But there's one more thing that he's ripped off that you're about to get returned to you too. And that's your family and your friends too. God's calling a restoration up in this place. God's calling a restoration by way of his grace to be able to cause families and friends to be restored to the way that they were supposed to be, the way that they were chosen to be, the way that they were called to be. Let somebody up in the house say amen. God's calling it. God's calling it. God's calling it because this stuff is good. Oh, yes, it is. God loves families. God is our family. And God also gives family. He gives family and friends. Yes, he does. And God has given many of us family and friends that although we may have had them as a wonderful friend, let's go with the friend first. We might have had them as a wonderful friend and everything was going on fine for a little while. But then after a while, then it caused you to no longer smile. Blessed be the name of the Lord, because stuff happened. Stuff can happen in the middle of friendships. And, and, and we already know the originator of the stuff. It was not your friend. It was Satan. Because we know, according to Ephesians chapter six, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the powers, the principalities, the rules of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places, that they are the problem. They are the difficulty. That's what that's what went on. And because Satan got up in the middle of our situation, it caused a breakup for that which God had put together. Well, yet, although you might think it's lost, God's about to return it and come, have it come back in full scale in Jesus name and even better than before. Everybody say double before my trouble. And since we know the thief stole it, and the Bible says if you find the thief, he'll return it back sevenfold. Everybody say sevenfold for my trouble. Now, I don't know whether that multiplies. I don't know whether that adds. But no matter how you look at it, it's better than before. God's about to restore your relationship with your friends even better than before. But let's not leave our family. Because family, come on up in here. We were birthed into a family or a family was birthed out of us. And then let's just use the one that was birthed out of us. And, and held them in our arms and fed them, whether it was with a bottle or something else. Praise God. Amen. Y'all, y'all feeling me? Amen. One, one way or the other, they got some milk up in there. Are you listening to me? Whether it was we fed them and make sure we raised them up. We changed their diapers. We, we, we cleaned up their spit up. Come on up in here. We wiped their nasty butt. Come on up in here. We took care of them. Why? Because we loved them. And we, was, we had great things planned for them. Many of us, when we had our children, we thought this was going to be the next president of the United States. We thought they were, they were going to be the head of some major conglomerate. We thought that they were going to be doctors, lawyers, 
butchers, bakers, candlestick makers, whatever we thought they was going to be. We thought they was going to turn out to be something wonderful. But then they raise up and stand up in our face and say, oh, come on, can I get an amen? And then begin to start telling us that the life that we intended for them to live ain't good enough. That we, you got a life and I got a life and all that other kind of stuff. Anybody ever heard any of this stuff? Amen. Well, they get up and go tripping out and messing up and doing all kind of crazy stuff outside of what it is that you taught them and trained them. And then they step up and defy you till before you know you say, get up out of here, get up away from here because I'm going to have peace in this house. And the relationship ended up being broken. They went on their way (laughs) and and you went on your way. (laughs) And now there's no real uh, relationship going on the way it's supposed to be. God says he's about to restore this thing and be able to put it back better than it was before in such a way where that which he designed has opportunity to be able to manifest behind your door. God intends for families to be able to be functioning the way he designed them to function. He intends for friendships to be functioning the way he designed them to function. And the Lord is letting you know that he's opening the door for you. He needs you to behold it. Check it out. Don't miss this. Gaze intently upon it that he who is true. He that has the key of David for you, he that it is that span the stars up in the sky is the same one said, I'm going to bring this thing before your very eye. And that's that families are going to be restored in the name of Jesus. And that families are going to be brought back in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you that family members that you have not talked to for years that you even shed many tears are going to be giving you calls or knocking on your door in the not too distant future. And don't get nervous because don't be thinking like, oh, I thought I got rid of them. Praise God. Well, God's bringing them back and he's bringing them back better than before. Turn to Proverbs chapter 17. Let's look at some scripture on this. I'm telling you, so you understand now when I wrote a whole nother sermon, praise God, and all this stuff started flowing out. I'm like, where that come from? <laughs> When you hear the next series, you're going to understand why this don't fit. Praise God. Proverbs chapter 17. But it sure fit in your life. Proverbs chapter 17. Let's look at verse 17. Let me show you one of the purpose of friendship and family for God from God. This is awesome right here. Proverbs chapter 17. Let's start reading in verse 17. Well, let's just read verse 17. A friend loveth at all times and a brother is born for adversity. He says right here, God says that a a friend loveth at all times. Everybody say all times. times. See, that's absolutely awesome because that means that there's no time that a friend, a real friend, does not love. I ain't talking about associates. I'm not talking about, you know, uh, people that, you know, you've been around who are all right with you. You know, the ones that's all right, the ones you're all right with and stuff like that. And y'all kind of like have each other number. You ain't in each other's five, but you got each other's number and stuff like that. Praise God. You ain't got them on speed dial, but they at least on the list. Praise God. You ain't like shocked if you see him call you too much. Praise God. Are you listening to me? I'm talking about the bona fide for real friends on the for real tip. Those friends right there, those friends love at all times. You know, it's true because a friend will love you regardless. A friend will love you whether you're doing everything right or whether you're doing a few things wrong. Amen. A friend will love you whether when, when, when you, you know, got a bad hair day. Amen. And they'll even look at your nappy self. You know, and look at you and, and won't say nothing about your hair. Man, well, maybe they will, you know, but at the same time, they say it lovingly. Are you listening to me? Yeah, they do, because friends love at all times. Friends will tell you the truth. Girl, I know you don't think that look good. Because they, they love it. They love at all times. Oh, yes, they will. And that's a good thing. Because, see, love that's consistent is the same kind of love that God has for you. 
And when God gives a friend, that's going to be a friend that's going to love you regardless. That's not going to love you while you're doing everything right and then put you down when you do a few things wrong. They're going to be right there with you and they ain't going no place. That I'm going to be by your side. Why is that? Because I'm your friend. God is restoring friendship. Up in here, because many of us might have started off in friends with friends that seemed like that they was friends flat out. And they probably were ones that you said that, that, that you might even say to other people like this is my sister, that sister I never had. But then not long after that, it's one that you still don't have. <laughs> hey, man, this is my brother. This is my boo. You know how we do. But then a little something come up, you know, you loan them five dollars and then they don't give you five dollars back. All of a sudden the friendship is gone. You mean that was the worth of your friendship was five dollars that you kicked to curb person to the curb because they didn't pay you back five dollars. Well, add another zero behind it. Fifty. You mean you mean you would kick a friend to the curb because they didn't pay you fifty dollars back. Add another zero to the back. You kick a curb to a, uh, you kick a friend to the curb for five hundred dollars. Some of y'all are like, yeah. it's time for you to get in faith and understand friends are more valuable than that a person that'll be by your side is more valuable than the fact that they couldn't pay you back you knew they was broke when you gave it to them you know they couldn't keep a job when you gave it to them but all of a sudden they and and then you're like well seem like they call they call me and talk to me they ain't talk to none of their other creditors what makes you think they're gonna talk to you I'm teaching up in here. You know they don't call no other creditors because the creditors are calling you because they listed you as a reference. <laughs> and you done lied for them this far and took up for them this far. Don't be turning the kingdom to the curb now. Because a friend loves at all times. Everybody say all times. See, that's important because that means that there's not a time that a friend does not love. That's when God puts the friendship together. But understand, when God sends somebody, he's going to send somebody as his representative. And see, God has a never-ending love. God has a consistent love. And the God kind of friends are going to have consistent love for you too. And look at this. A brother is born for adversity. I like that. Because that means that a brother is born for, for stuff that happens. So if something happens, something go down, something that's not good, whereas it look like there's going to be trouble in the neighborhood, People might leave you, but a brother's going to stand right there. That they're just going to stand there and say, well, it's 50 of them. It's two, me and you. Come on, let's run. Praise God. <laughs> Glory to God. But they're going to say, let's run. They ain't going to like run when leave you by yourself. Right? They told me, bless it be. Shonda, they both saw. You didn't think I was going to say fight, did you? That ain't, that ain't a brother sent from God. That's a brother sent from the devil. He's trying to get you killed. <laughs> Bless be the devil. But a brother will lock in with you and they ain't going to leave your side. They're going to be right there with you. Even throughout adversity. Come on up in here. Notice it says a brother is dying for that. Because you see that blood thing is an awesome thing. That blood thing is an awesome thing. And see, watch this now. Before I even go any further. In Christ, you are both friend and brother simultaneously. Because God is both, God's living in you, you're a representative of him, so you get a chance to be both in somebody else's body. I mean, so, and you get a chance to be a both in somebody else's life. And, amen. Praise, stay out of body. Praise God. But anyway, a brother's born for adversity, which means regardless of what goes on, they're going to be right there. See, a lot of folk will end up leaving people in the midst of hardship, leaving people in the midst of difficulties, being like, look, I got my own problems. I got my own thing to deal with. Or just book on you. And leave you out there by yourself. 
But God said, I've born brothers for you. I've birthed brothers for you who are going to be right there with you throughout the hard times. Because everybody know that we experience hard times. Oh, yes, we do. Don't believe just because you got saved that everything going to be all rosy dozy after that. and Everything going to be all wonderful. Tra la la through tulips. No, that, it ain't that way. Are you listening to me? Sometimes Satan will run a lawnmower through your tulips. Are you listening to me? But a brother will be standing right there with you to be able to replant them and put them right back in place. Are you listening to me? Yes, yes, we will. So although a brother is born for adversity and friends love at all times, sometimes adversity causes brothers to book and friendships to end. Sometimes adversity causes folk to leave. Sometimes the stuff just gets too much. Because, you know, Satan is more subtle than any of the beasts of the field. He can always find a way to be able to get in, to be able to find that thing that gets on your last nerve. Technically speaking, you're not supposed to have a last nerve. That just the nerve that is the it, it, that, that's when you step out of the spirit into into flesh. And when you step into the flesh, you automatically step right on that last nerve right off the bat. Amen. Technically, we ain't supposed to have no last nerve. Y'all, that's a revelation to y'all. Amen. We're not supposed to have a last nerve. We, are, we have love, which gives us the ability to be long suffering. Long suffering. I've been dealing with this for years. Yeah, that's called long suffering. We got, we got the ability to forbear. Love gives you the ability to forbear, which is you know a $50 word for put up with. You don't know how long I've been putting up with this. That's because you love them. That's because you're a friend or a brother. And because if you wasn't, you'd have been gone a long time ago. So you might as well just suck it up and shut up and just get back in love and you'll find out that you have the ability to be able to handle it. I'm the amen's getting weaker and weaker. <laughs> See, Satan's job is to get us in a ditch on one side or the other. And one thing he wants to do is anything that God puts together that's designed to be strong and to benefit your life, Satan is going to try to bust it up. Anything that God puts together that's supposed to be strong and benefit your life, Satan's going to cry to come and bust it up. Matthew chapter 12. I'll show you that in scripture. Matthew chapter 12. It's a full discourse for time's sake. We're not going to do the whole thing. We'll just go to verse 25. Matthew chapter 12, verse 25. Of course, in this particular kind, uh, the Pharisees was, was like, you know, all up in Jesus' face trying to accuse him of being of the devil when he was flat out from God. And they tried to call him, you know, one of the princes of Beelzebub, which is one of the devil's names. And they didn't even say it out loud. They just like, you know, kind of like thinking it all on the inside. But how many people know that Jesus know the thoughts that's even in your heart? And Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. Awesome statement. He said to them, every kingdom born, uh, divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. Now, not not only was the Pharisees standing there when Jesus made that statement, but the devil was standing there when he made that statement. Now, you know, it's a shame that the devil believes God more than most believers believe God. Devil believes God more than most believers believe God. Devil say, is that right? He said, watch out now. I got something now. Of course, although Jesus couldn't be showed up as a result of what the Pharisees were saying and doing. He picked up that word from God and put it to work. 
And from that point forward, he's been trying to cause everything that God puts together to be divided. And he's trying to make sure that everything that God puts together that has a chance to be able to benefit in your life will end up, you know, becoming at odds with one another so that it can then fall because he knows that God's word is true. House divided against itself will surely fall. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed with what the word of God had to say. Brothers and sisters, I hope that you're learning that God really has opened doors of opportunity for you and me. Doors that you open so that they can be walked through by you and me. Open doors that we can choose to walk through or not. It's our choice. That's why I hope that we learn to walk through the doors that God opens for me and you so that we can receive and achieve everything that God wants experienced by me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. We also invite all the young adults in San Antonio to come out to our Young Adult Fellowship this Friday evening. It's called GAA. That's short for Generation Anointed and a Fire. GAA is a young adult ministry with a different flavor for a different generation. It's a ministry for young adults, ages 18 through 30-ish, who come together to celebrate the awesomeness of being young, brilliant, beautiful, born again, and fired up for Christ. The fellowship starts at 7 p.m., and it lasts until they go home. AGW hanging. Childcare is provided at no charge. The VIP transportation services are available for this, too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be so glad you did. It's just good to find some other young saints in San Antonio who are also walking this thing out God's way. Whoever thought that being young and saved is boring must not know G-Dub. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question for you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 